Welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hugh James Talks About Abuse podcast. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Danny. So today, we are going to be talking about Uber. So before I start, we'll just give you a trigger warning that we are going to be talking about sexual assault, sexual abuse. And if this is triggering for you, please do switch off and join us at a later date for a different podcast. So, Hannah, we are talking about Uber And this is something we talked about a couple of years ago, actually, but Uber has been in the headlines. And so we thought we would revisit this. Yeah, so we thought we'd do like an update podcast. As you say, Danny, we did do a a podcast a couple of years ago. I think it was at the end of 2021, just talking about Uber and sexual assaults that have been linked to Uber, both drivers and passengers. Um, So we really just wanted to see what has changed since then, if anything has been done. So it also follows from a few recent headlines that we've seen in the news lately. I think the most recent one was last month, July 2023. A man was sentenced for 18 years in the Brighton area for posing as an Uber driver, but he actually was in fact not an Uber driver. He was a sexual predator and he was basically assaulting women who had been getting in his car. So yeah, there's just been some really, really horrific headlines recently. So we thought it would be a good one to talk about. Yeah, and I think now we are all, I'd say, well, we're coming out of the COVID pandemic. Everybody is back in work. We're all going out more. So I imagine use of taxi type services are massively on the increase. And, and as we discussed before we started recording this podcast, I personally generally normally book an Uber rather than a taxi because I like that safety element of knowing what number plate is turning up and what the car looks like and who my driver is. And I, I just always feel a sense of safety. And I guess when we then look at these headlines and these reports and the statistics that we're going to go through, whether that's perhaps slightly silly on my behalf, that I just blindly always think, oh, I'm going to be really safe in this situation. Yeah, it's really interesting as well, because I think probably since we did the last podcast on this, I know that Uber kind of used to just be like a city thing. Like historically, when it first came out, I think you could only really get them. This was what I believed anyway. You could really only get them in like the big cities like London, where I lived in a smaller town in the UK. You couldn't get Uber, but that has now changed. um, And I think they are definitely more widespread now. But what I was just going to say is I do think it's quite interesting. I think there is a little bit of a divide. I know, I mean, I don't want to generalise, but with my family, my older generation of my family, they really are not comfortable using Ubers. And if we are out in London or, you know, out in any city, they will always prefer to get a taxi. Now, I don't know if that's just because Uber's a new thing and they're not really like familiar with it, but I've noticed that. I don't know if you've noticed that, Danny, at all, and if there's really any reason for that. Yeah, I think I agree. Where I live, we, we still don't have Uber. So, so yeah. there's a lot about how remote it is where I live. But 
I know with me, frankly, I love supporting the, the black cab trade in London because I appreciate it's a hard business now. But I think with Uber, it's it's that one, the safety element for me, and two, lazy, you pull your phone out, you pull the app out, you know exactly how long you've got to get to the safe meeting point. And that's why I believe women generally of of a certain age and, and over go for the uber because you do feel safer you know years ago there was many many cases well that there was a particular number of women that that were raped in a black cab and so i sometimes feel more safe as i say in, in an uber just because i think well this app is tracking me this app knows what registration came to collect me if i disappeared that would probably be one of the first thing that the police would look at so, again, I, I think that's why I've always opted for them. But as we said, when we talked about this previously, I was actually really surprised at, at finding out some of the the darker things that, that have been published in the statistics. Yeah, and I do agree with you, Danny, to a point, I guess, with the safety aspect, because how Uber works is you pull up the app, like you can see the car, you can see who a driver's going to be. But I guess it only works up to a certain point, because just looking at these recent cases that have been in the headlines I'm just thinking how did this happen how are people getting in the Ubers if they are being tracked and they know the driver's name and I guess how this is happening is when you're waiting like on the street for your Uber to arrive maybe people are going up to the drivers and saying oh are you my Uber and they're not really doing it the right way around if that makes sense I know when I get in a taxi I always wait for the taxi person to tell me where I'm going first as opposed to me going up to the taxi and say oh are you going to London or are you going here I, I will go up to the taxi and say oh where are you going does that make sense like to make yeah. sure that it is the right one that I booked so I suppose that's what's going wrong in these cases with, with Uber I'm not really sure yeah, it, it's not foolproof I know for example my sister when she came to visit me once booked an Uber jumped in it was coming to Battersea ended up in Brixton was young didn't know where she'd ended up late at night and she just got in the wrong Uber you know and the guy who was driving hadn't checked and I know historically the cases that we've read about and that have been in the press primarily more so in America have been that people it's the right Uber that's turning up it's the right registration it's the right description of the car you know coloured model but actually it's a different person in the driver's seat and I think we're all guilty of uh, somebody says oh are you Danny yeah you you jump in you don't really take much of a look yeah. at the driver well I definitely don't I don't you know so I think yeah that has been one of the issues before is that people were I guess trying to make more money were letting other people drive their vehicles when they were and, and I, I do think that that was one of the things we discussed last time is that Uber really tried to crack down on the fact of whom was driving the vehicle and checking to make sure you know a vehicle wasn't being driven around 24 hours a day because it was obviously impossible to be the one driver that was then you know using the vehicle yeah and I do think I mean from when I've used Uber their apps are quite good they even have a photo of the driver on there now I'm pretty sure yeah. and all those details so yeah I guess it's just making sure that when you get in the car you're 100% happy that this is your car and doing all those safety checks but I think as well like thinking about when people might want to use an Uber there's just so many scenarios you might be in a rush someone else might have booked your car for you so there's all these like different factors that could obviously trip that up which is obviously like a gap for people who are taking advantage of Uber and drivers. You're very right I mean frankly whenever you're getting 
an Uber in London, you're rushing to go for somewhere, I think, because otherwise it's yeah. quicker and easier to jump on the tube. I know 90% of the time when I'm jumping in Uber, I'm, you know, I've got to be somewhere or it's raining or, you know, there's always factors generally when you're you're just rushing, you, you know, you know you're going to be stuck in traffic. But I think it's important for the listeners if we do just go through some of the statistics, generally just raising awareness. And as we say, that there are statistics, but these are American based at the moment, because with all statistics, as we always say in this podcast, it's only based on what people have disclosed. And normally with sexual abuse or sexual violence, it's the tip of the iceberg. But also there's going to be some skewed results because they normally take a couple of years to factor and get together. And we've obviously had the pandemic where it just won't have been looked at as as closely, I think, because people weren't taking trips. But the Uber statistics for July 2022 was 141 reports of rape in 2020. In 2019 and 2020, they received 3,824 reports of the five most severe categories of sexual assault, according to CNN. This number was down from 5,981 in 2017-2018, so almost half. And in July 2022, Uber had been sued by 550 women for sexual assault. And I think it's very important that, that we state you know, this is not just something that affects women, very much affects men as well. And also need to discuss that there's also been assaults on Uber drivers. It's not just passengers that we're talking about in these instances. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you just read that statistic, Danny, 3,824 reports in 2019 and 2020, that is completely shocking to me. But when you then later said it was half, sorry, not half, but it was down by 2000 yeah yeah, almost half I mean it's still not good is it at all like that is shocking even one report is too much yeah the thing is is that there is a drop I think because when those previous statistics were done as as we know if you've been a, a user of Uber there have been changes so as you say there's now a photograph of the driver I think when I first downloaded Uber a couple of years ago there wasn't actually a description of the car it just said a number plate So there's that element. But one thing that I raised when we did this podcast previously is that Uber, like many other businesses, have really branched out. So you have things like Uber Eats now. So you've got to have that safety element that Uber are checking their staff or people that are associated with Uber, that making sure that you aren't easily giving someone's address or personal details because you know, when you open your door just to grab your takeaway, you want to make sure that 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 person is not going to be attacking you in any way. Yeah. And I think this was the problem before, if I'm right in saying this, that I think the outrage previously was that Uber were being accused of not actually checking their staff properly in terms of like criminal convictions and things like that. So I think that's what they've tried to clamp down on. But you are absolutely right, Danny. I mean, Uber Eats, you have to make sure these people are trusted. And yeah, really how tight is like the security checks around those sorts of things with their staff? I'm not sure. There hasn't really been any any further on that. The only thing we have seen is, you know, when I was doing a bit of research into 
cases around Uber, there was an overwhelming amount of cases. There was so many to pick from to talk about, which, you know, is not good. I mentioned the one last month. I think he was called Graham Head, was sentenced to 18 years in prison. There was another one um, in Kennington. He was sentenced to 19 years. That was in the South London area. He would make victims believe that he was the taxi. They'd pre-booked and he would then drive them down quiet streets. I think he actually targeted girls that would fall asleep in the back of his car. So it doesn't look great from recent news. Yeah, it's it's an awful situation. As you know, especially being when you're a younger woman, that my parents would always drum into me, you know, if you're out on a night out, make sure you get home safe. They'd rather pay for your taxi, that you get home safe. So always been drummed in from an early age that getting in a taxi or Uber, whatever, a transport to take you from a situation is a safe option. You you know, and as anyone that's listening to this podcast, like every profession we talk about, we're not talking about all individuals. We're talking about a small minority, but sadly that minority are the people that cause great great harm in like in all industries that we talk about yeah absolutely and that that is like something to note you know I've been in an Uber many times and every Uber driver I've been in the majority of them in lovely chatty friendly so yeah you're absolutely right it is just the small minority of people that are giving this really bad perception of them absolutely right I've had hundreds of Ubers and I never ever ever had any problem myself I've always felt safe and secure so yeah I think for both of us when we then started reading these stats again it's something that I thought wow you know that's something I hadn't even thought about and we work in this this area I guess it's just making sure that when you're getting in a taxi like just pleading with people to make sure that when they're getting in the Uber or the taxi that they are 100% happy that this is safe it's the driver that they were told they were going to have it's the car that they were told they were going to have yeah I guess that's really all you can do when you're getting in a taxi or an Uber by yourself. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that, again, you, you know, the difficulty for Uber is a number of the cases where there's been convictions is that it actually wasn't Uber drivers. It wasn't yeah. cars, that, that it's people have been opportunist and targeted individuals making out that they are an Uber driver. And that's the, the real sad element of the society that we now live in is that you've got to be so super aware of these people yeah i completely agree so listeners we hope that that has been insightful if you have any questions or any comments on this please do email us or if you have any suggestions for future podcasts do let us know thank you hannah that's been really great chatting to you thanks danny thanks listeners bye thank you for listening to this episode of hj talks about abuse You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.